linear, linear algebra? Oh, okay, okay, like, yeah, like me too. Like I know tons of words, like helicopter, shoelace. It's from uh, Ali G. Ali G interviewed Noam Chomsky. Noam Chomsky is a world-renowned uh, linguist and political dissident who had taught at uh, MIT. Uh, now he's at University of Arizona. But uh, this guy, Noam Chomsky, huge in his field. He, um, Ali G sits him down, this linguist, and he says, uh, so, um, how many words does you know? And Noam Chomsky says, uh, it's you know typical adult uh, American, knows about 50,000 words. And he says, yeah, me, like me, I know tons of words, like helicopter, sh shoe. <laughs> All right, uh, so I guess, I, what, time for one more. Impression. 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 This is something, uh, let me think of something to say. God damn it. Um, what we need, ladies and gentlemen, is a real political revolution, okay? We cannot have the billionaires and millionaires continue to buy our elections. Fuck, I gotta stay in character. I used to be able to do Bernie. All right, hey, thanks a lot. This has been Watch and Learn, a radio program where you get to listen and learn about comedy by hearing what not to do. Uh, my name is Mikhail, uh, capital P, produced the show, typically hosted, and I just want to thank him for giving me, giving me the opportunity to host this show. Um, as a final plug, remember, tomorrow, Sunday Funday Showcase at Edinburgh Castle. Definitely come check it out, 7 p.m. Thanks a lot, guys. First, I didn't see the glass, and I walked in, and I just saw quarters and parts of cigarettes everywhere. I'm like, that, that might have been me. It took a minute to realize a crime had occurred. Like, and it was so like things were just thrown everywhere, and it looked like it looked like somebody had just like hawked a loogie in the side of the car. And I, you know, I'm not proud of this. I've been so like I've had I've had an inner llama before. I've been so mad that I spit. I think at one point, a few hours ago, a junkie looked at my life and said. You piece of shit. Like that, I made a junkie so mad that he wasted his time. He, I hope he cut himself getting into the car, but he probably didn't. That's not how glass breaks in a car window. It was probably just annoyance. Like, he was probably annoyed. Like, hit, I put him through the same amount of emotions that I go through when my internet doesn't work for a minute. Like, he went through the crackhead version of having to unplug a router and plug it back in. Like, very upsetting. Very upsetting times. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's part of San Francisco. It's like, it's what happens when you have the city with the most financial diversity that you can fucking find in this country. It's nuts. On a single block, you can see the most rich person you could possibly conceive and the saddest, most depraved individual you hope never existed. Like, on a single block, it'll happen in this neighborhood. Sometimes you'll just be walking down the street and think, the fuck, is that a gold rim Tesla? God damn it, tech industry. A gold rim Tesla? I didn't think you can get that rich or douche. Are you pooping and shooting heroin? God damn it. <laughs> but they're both like, fuck Trump, right? So it's all good. It's all good. We're all friends. <laughs> it is crazy to be surrounded by the tech industry, all this technology happening. Cars are driving themselves. Billionaires are shooting Maseratis into space or whatever that was all about. <laughs> but do you realize we're skipping the important stuff?
Like, we're making stuff convenient, but we're not handling the real issues. Do you realize that nobody has even tried to invent a bed that you could pee into? <laughs> You're not even going to try? It is cold at night. I got to walk to the bathroom? Turn on the lights? I'm not a fucking ninja. I can't pee in the dark. You expect me to walk back to bed and fall gently back to sleep? No, I'm up at that point. I got to eat something greasy or masturbate or my night's over. If you're telling me you wouldn't rather just roll over and let it happen, I'm telling you, you're lying. I'm not talking about technology, really. I just want like a hole and a bucket and some air freshener. A funnel for the ladies. I don't know how vaginas work. Um, that may not help. Do you guys like impressions? Can I do a, a quick impression for you guys? You probably, I'm sure some comics got this night. Every comic's got this one. Uh, this is an impression of an Australian jazz professor. You all have one in your life. Uh, an Australian professor of jazz music. Right, here we go. All right, everybody. I like to start this class in a general sense, uh, talking about the majesty and the wonder of jizz. I'm not sure why you're giggling. There is nothing in this world more pure than smooth, unfiltered jizz. I'm a jizz expert, jizzbos we call ourselves. I can sit in a room with my friends, dim the lights. We don't even need to hear the music. We could just feel each other's jizz. <laughs> Blackfellas invented jizz. That's true, actually. The white man stole it. That was an Australian jazz professor. Um, yeah, thank you. The last part wasn't historically accurate. We should know that. I mean, black people, they did have their jizz stolen by white people. It was very upsetting. Didn't work with a coming metaphor, but it's important you know that. Um, well, that's it for my time. Are you guys ready to keep this show going? We got a great list of comedians. One of which I'm about to find out their name. Oh, this is exciting times. Uh, hailing from Texas at the moment, but... He had a chance to cut his teeth in the Bay Area, which I like to think, as a comedian with relatively sharp teeth, it's a fun place to do it. Please give it up for Yvonne Garcia. Bienvenidos, señores y señores, en Noche de Comedia, presentado por Bud Light, baby. Woo! Oh my gosh, guys. Learn how to speak Spanish or go back to your own country. I know what I look like. I look like Disney Channel Indian, right? <laughs> but have you guys taken the opportunity to look at each other's faces? It's like a community college, guys. What are you taking? Hmm? Oh, man. Uh, I've got some specials here tonight, guys. We've got uh, $5 imports and $6 domestics. Those are just the prostitutes down the mission. Usually do that one at a bar, but we're here at Muni Radio. It's okay. <laughs> no alcohol sign on the door, guys. But we can we can have an imagination tonight. <clears throat> uh, I had dinner with a lady friend of mine recently. She was just spilling her guts and told me that her boyfriend of four years get this guy's four years. He was gay the whole time. 
I was gonna laugh in her face too, but I felt bad. I was like, well, because I was thinking logically, it was like four years she didn't notice all the extra Starbucks cups around the house. And after four years, I mean, when you start a relationship, you need to gain at least 30 pounds. That straight dick will make you fat, ladies. I don't know. After four years, she didn't notice that his dick smelled like shit. I was like, I don't know. I think, do women even smell the dick when they go down? They got to smell it like milk in the refrigerator. It's like, it still says it has another week. Like your host said, uh, originally from the Bay Area, and I think it's because I'm from the Bay Area. I'm used to more uh, gay guys hitting on me. It's totally cool. But out in Texas, my manly friends can't take it. You know, they get the... And they're just like, oh, what the fuck? It's like their day's ruined. And I'm like, dude, cool, cool it. Like, you need to accept it. Because more people think you're attractive, dude. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You're like a female deodorant. Strong enough for a man, but soft enough for a woman. Hmm. <laughs> I get my dating advice from Instagram. I don't know about you guys. And I, one of my favorites is this picture of this girl. You get two of them. First one, it's... Uh, She's looking good, right? Bikini, like a beach backdrop. And then the picture right next to it, same young lady, but in a military outfit and a gun. And then the caption reads, get a girl that can do both. <laughs> Look good and support the military industrial complex, killing millions of people all over the world. Oh, shit. That's the girl you take out to ice cream. Two scoops on a waffle cone. Special lady. <laughs> San Francisco, you guys eat healthy, right? Those probiotics? Mm, we got to get those bacterial cultures in our tummies, baby. We want the long poops, right? <laughs> and for the guys out there, like, if your shit isn't even as long as your dick, like, bro, you need to fucking flush it out. <laughs> but it's expensive to eat healthy, right? It's like $40 for that shit. You go to the supermarket, and they put it in the fridge. You know it's expensive if they put it in the fridge. Don't buy that shit, guys. I'm going to save you money. Just turn to your nearest and dearest friend, spouse, and eat that booty. Free. Eat that booty. Save that money. I like that joke because I can sing, eat your booty. <laughs> just sing it to the, it's going through the airwaves right now. Someone just driving down the freeway and just like, oh, fuck, what's that track? <laughs> Save that money. <laughs> That's a badass dude right now on 101. Does this go as far as 101? I don't know. He's probably streaming. I started a charity out in Texas. And I, I don't know. I think you could sign up your kids if you want, guys. I don't know if you guys are into charities. We're about two semesters in. I like to call it Essays Reading Essays. It's more directed to the Latino community, I know. Only one lawsuit. Still got a good rating on it on Yelp. <laughs> oh man, guys, this whole school shooting thing—is this uh, make you guys feel anything recently? I know, right? I feel like we need to find like a real solution to this. And I did some research, and guess what, guys? Just no more white rappers. <laughs> A person's music collection says a lot about it. I'm go through these kids' albums, and it's going to be like Eminem is just giving these motherfuckers way too much confidence. That's all I'm saying. I don't know who's giving them the haircut ideas, but 
I know they're all listening to Eminem. I don't know, maybe some Macklemore if they they feel something. <laughs> Today, I was walking by the beach. I was having a good time, and I found some guy's wallet. I looked it up, and it was a student from San Francisco State. And I was like, "Oh shit!" I looked through it, and there was only two dollars, so I didn't steal it. I felt hella bad. <laughs> looked the mump up on Facebook, put him away. He had a good time. He met me at Milk Bar. He didn't see the show. <laughs> I'm gonna do a little bit of poetry for you here tonight. Mmm, mmm. Join in, guys. Join in. Um. When a stripper dies, when a stripper dies, when a stripper dies, do they spread ashes or do they spread asses, San Francisco? Mmm. Mmm. How does a how does a meth head bake his cookies? How does a meth head bake his cookies from scratch? Mm. How does a how does a heroin addict bake his cookies? He doesn't because he's dead. Thank you guys, Ivan Garcia. <laughs> Ivan Garcia, ladies and gentlemen, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Do you guys want to hear another poem? You, well, you just heard like four. Don't be greedy. Your next comment coming to the stage. It's a hilarious individual coming all the way from Boston. Please give it up for Alex G and Papa. much best of the fest hey give it up for mutiny radio putting the festival together doing the whole thing oh it is excellent man hello there it is very nice when half of the crowd is my high friends i love when 80 percent of the crowd is my friends and also they're high for the show it's amazing it's beautiful. I need you guys to come to every show. I need, I need a traveling laugh track of people who know me personally and are also high at the time of the comedy happening. Oh, it's excellent. I'm going to try to do some stuff. Hey there. We're not close friends, but we are now. Hello there. What's your name? Whoa. You go by what? You go by machine? Do you have a last name? Yeah. What is it? Is it like, <laughs> well, it's going to be like, huh? Okay. I, I thought it was like machine Williams. Like, <laughs> oh, that's incredible, man. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, but that's fun. So, uh, yeah, we're all friends here now. This is very good. I'm going to try to do some stuff that uh, you guys haven't seen. So, um, my, uh, Last name is Jampapa. That's like my actual last name. That's a name that kids in school would always make fun of, obviously, but then teachers were in on it too, which I always thought was weird. Like in the seventh grade, I forgot my homework and Mississippi was like, oh, I might have to call your jam mama. <laughs> my whole class laughed. She high-fived one of the kids. I went to the principal's office and I told him about it and he was like, well, we looked everything over and honestly, you're being kind of a jam pussy about this. <laughs> He's leaning on the loudspeaker, so the whole middle school was like, ah, suck it. Uh, we'll keep things light, though. What do you guys think of the president? Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> and affirming nah. I like that. That's good. That's good. I figured. I mean, I've been San Francisco, but yeah, man, it's one of those things where like I understand that the number one rule of stand-up comedy is that you do not disrespect Donald Trump on stage. I get that. But I'm bold and I'm original. And if I'm being honest with you guys, sometimes I think this guy might be bad news. I don't know. I think perhaps it's been hinting at that. I just, now, I'm just panicking now because I thought at real Donald Trump was a parody account this whole time. And I wouldn't have been so encouraging. I was DMing him like, dude, this stuff is hilarious. You are crushed. The North Korea stuff is killer. Uh, it's weird, man, because like no one likes to talk politics with me because I'm like cons- I'm a moderate. I'm politically moderate, right? So like all my liberal friends call me conservative, and all my conservative friends call me gay. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough thing, man. Because I was uh, I'm bitter all the time. I was a Bernie Sanders guy, and uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what in San Francisco? No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> No kidding. I did not know that was pandering at all. Uh, Yeah, man, it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, I was a Bernie Sanders guy, like a lot of Bernie Sanders guys I had never paid taxes before, but it seems like a good deal. It seems like a good deal to me. I like it very much. And you know, one of the things was the biggest thing to me was like, I sucked it up and I still voted for Hillary, uh, which I suppose was like the right thing to do, but I didn't truly believe in it. You know, I didn't have a lot of feeling behind it. Like it was one of those things where um, voting for Hillary felt like when you get a gift from an out of touch relative during the holidays and like you have to pretend that it's good so you don't offend them but you're not thrilled about it you know like you see you see your grandma at christmas and she gives you the gift and you open it and you go oh a book great and the same deal right you go to the election you open up the ballot and you go oh hillary clinton great and the, you know, and like you know, when your grandma gives you the gift, she's like, she's like, we know you wanted a iPad, but we couldn't buy it. And you're like, okay, that's reasonable. It's the same thing at the ballot, man. You go there, and they're like, we know you wanted Bernie Sanders, but we couldn't buy him. <laughs> yeah. And like. I felt like, I also felt like she did a shitty job. I know that's not like a popular take. I think that she lost it. And honestly, the biggest thing to me was when, uh, do you guys remember when she called all the Trump voters deplorable? And it's like, that's stupid because one, you need those votes. And two, those people have no idea what that word means. They have no clue. They're like, all right, well now we have to build the wall. She just called us deportable. crazy man i'm terrified they're gonna screw up again put up some shitty candidate like mark zuckerberg yeah that's a real thing that might happen i'll tell you this much if that dude gets the nomination that dude will win the election because that dude has access to everything that we have ever posted on facebook yeah so that dude has blackmail on everyone you know because what are you gonna do you're gonna go on facebook and you post your political opinion because these days that's the only way most of us can come And you're going to be like, I'm not voting for Zuckerberg. And then you're going to get a message from Zuckerberg. Some time hop shit. A Facebook memory coming back to haunt you. It's going to be like, on this day, eight years ago, you looked at your hot cousin's profile 87 times. (laughs) 
All right, good response for a joke you guys have heard three times this weekend. Not too bad. Not too bad. I don't know, man, we got to make a lot of changes. A lot of things have to happen. Like uh, I had mentioned, uh, the school shootings. It's crazy. It really is truly insane. It's tragic. And it's not so much the shootings that bother me, but the complete lack of action from Republican lawmakers. It's like one of those things where it's like, what would it take? Like the deaths aren't doing anything. What do Republicans care about? I feel like the only way you're going to get any kind of gun control at this point is if we make Republicans think that guns are gay. You know what I mean? It's kind of the angle you have to take with it. You just got to be like, listen, dude, I mean, think about it. You grip it. You squeeze it. Something shoots out the end. You feel really good after. Like, oh, my God, it's basically a penis. Like, if Anderson Cooper went on CNN tonight and seductively sucked on the end of a pistol, guns would be gone tomorrow. I have a friend who's uh, transgender. He's female to male. And he was talking to me about getting a penis. He was like, I don't know if I want to get a penis. And immediately I reacted like he was a tourist. I was like, you got to get the penis. You got to get the penis. It's a vital part of the experience. Maybe the best part. And he was like, no, it's not that. It's just that. So I guess when they give you a new penis, they have to take skin from another part of your body. And he was like, I just don't know if I'd want like a big scar going down my arm. And I was like, I mean, you'd probably rather have a big scar than a little scar. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is like the arm scar going to be the new big feet? Where they're like, you know what they say about a guy with a big scar? He's got a big dick. And it's brand new. Yeah. It'll change crime scenes. You know what I mean? Like the cops will show up and they'll walk in and they'll be like... Jesus, and they see a guy, and he's sitting there in a bathtub, and he's got big slits down his arms, and they're like, all right, gentlemen, it's either an attempted suicide or a massive cock. One of the two, we're not exactly sure. I think you can tell what kind of a vibe you give off as a person based on how big of a bill you have to pay with at the store for them to use the counterfeit marker. You know what I mean? Where they're like, this lazy-looking lumberjack doesn't have 50 bucks. <laughs> I, so. I was at one the other day, right, with my girlfriend, and she walked and she paid with a $100 bill, no question, no problem. Same gas station, two days later, I go in, give them a 20, they mark it down. I'm a $20 guy. I was so pissed, they completely ruined that counterfeit 20. It was ridiculous. It was insane. With all the Me Too stuff happening, it's very hard for dudes to know uh, where the line is drawn now. Because before the line was like, way the fuck over there! And they're like, all right, we're going to bring that shit back, come on. It's one of those things where I was talking to my friend, and everyone tries to give you a simple solution for it. So she goes like, okay, here's the rule. If you can say it to your mom, you can say it to a woman on the street. So I've been walking up to women on the street and just saying, I love you. <laughs> Also, I need some money. <laughs> it's not going great. I think it's because they have earbuds in all the time. And like, you're not supposed to talk to women when they have earbuds in. But it's like, if I can't talk to you while you have earbuds in, how am I supposed to tell you you should smile more? 
<laughs> I thought that was going to do better. Uh. <laughs> oh, what do I want to leave you guys with here? This is really fun, man. So I, um, I'll do this. I know that we have an issue right now, especially with Me Too coming to light, when dick pics are like a regular thing that happens. Like, it's not surprising to me that dick pics happen, but the fact that it's like a go-to move for a lot of guys is surprising to me. And like, it's like, it's like you couldn't do that back in the day, right? Like, you had to be a gentleman with things. You had to take your time. You take a Polaroid of your penis, put it in an envelope, and you would mail it to her. <laughs> That's how things were. Furthermore, the dick pic is never going to be the deciding factor. That's never going to be the thing that gets you laid. There's no woman here right now who's like, if only I could find a man with a penis. I need photographic evidence of this cock. Like, don't send her a picture of your dick. Send her a picture of something that women find attractive. Send her a picture of you cleaning a bathroom. Or depositing a check. Or just a picture of you not taking a dick pic. Literally anything else is a better option. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. This is a super fun festival and show. Enjoy the rest of it. Alex, she and Papa, keep it going for him. That was beautiful, man. That was beautiful. All right, this next comic coming to the stage is coming from Boston as well. If I've learned anything from this wonderful comedy festival, if you're not from the Bay or L.A. or Boston or one of the mini Portlands in this fine country, <laughs> then you can get the fuck out. Please give it up. All the way from Boston. Being quick. Going for Clay, guys. Great to be here. I, uh, I'm going to jump right into it. This first song is kind of a very political one. Um, listen, I think we can all agree it's a pretty scary time to be alive, right? With everything going on right now, it's really scary. And I think a lot of people have a different idea of what reality is and what, what's true and what isn't. And everyone has their own belief systems. This song is kind of about that. In a world full of mysteries It's hard to know what to believe Everyone has their own truth And if we disagree We call it fake news But there's one thing that I know there's one thing that I know If you believe in ghosts You're a fucking moron I cannot help you Don't know what to tell you But if you see goo That's not ectoplasm that's just jizz And you should go wash your hands Thank you Thank you guys 
All right, this uh, I'm gonna play a couple more. Uh, this next song is uh, I gotta keep them tight because I gotta make sure they all fit within the slot. Uh, this next song is just a fun one that I wrote for literally no reason. Anyone here like to like talk shit about people? Or yeah, all right, no, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna talk shit about you later, will you? All right, never mind. Um, I know him. Uh, this song is uh, about, I think it's fun just to say really mean things about people sometimes, to wish horrible things. Like I got in a fight with somebody and I just said uh, to him one time, I hope everyone that's ever told you they loved you was lying <laughs> to the guy's face. And it was really fun how much it pissed him off. Anyways, there's no point to the song except that I thought I would write the meanest things possible you could wish on somebody and it's going to get really dark and then it'll get even darker and so it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's fun to say mean things. About the people we don't like So I took time to write all these mean things I got no idea what they did To deserve such hate So I've just left all this needlessly vague I hope you get an itch in a place Where you can never scratch it I hope you stub your toe real bad when you trip over your best friend's casket. I hope your dog gets hit by a dump truck and the dump truck is full of dead dogs. I hope everyone that comes to your funeral is only there to applaud. I hope you're getting diabetes and the doctor amputates the wrong foot. I hope you get a list that asks who loves you and you have no names to put. I hope you win an election to be leader of the KKK. And I hope you never get laid again, but you somehow still get AIDS. Cause it's fun to say mean things about people that we don't like. So I took time to write all of these mean things I hope you get a new pair of shoes that won't stop giving you blisters I hope the next time you see your grandma she makes you play Naked Twister I hope you can't find your car keys cause you're too poor to own a car And I hope you have a real big penis shaped forehead scar <laughs> hope you do something really cool and then nobody remembers I hope you win an award for having the most dead family members <laughs> and then they take it away when they find out you're adopted I hope your kids get all straight A's writing essays about how much you suck and I hope you escape a burning building and then get hit by the fire truck. And the fire truck's also full of dead dogs. <laughs> I hope every time you get excited it makes you shit your pants. I hope the next time that you get excited is your wedding during the first dance. I hope every single nice thing you do still doesn't let you into heaven. And I hope Groundhog's Day happens in real life, but for you that day is on 9-11. It's over and over and over. <laughs> burn in hell. Die and burn in hell. And while you're there, go fuck yourself as well.
Also, Alex, stop using my laundry detergent, bro. All right. <laughs> I don't know that it's you. I just assume you're high and use it by accident. Um, <laughs> it's totally you. All right. <laughs> cool. I swear that song's not about anybody. All right. Uh, all right. This last song, um, I'm going to try to do my best with this one. I'm having a little bit of a sore voice. This one really requires me to kind of try to belt. Um, hopefully, this song's about a beautiful thing of true love. It's about docking. And... Um, those of you guys that don't know what space docking is, this is when two penises, they, um, they come and they, uh, I'll play the song and we'll decide if you want to Google it. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, this song's in the same key. It's not gonna, all right, just kidding. Hello there, let me tell you about a beautiful thing. It's enough to make the angels sing. A glorious act from heaven That happens between two guys That can join their souls and open up their eyes Cause no greater love exists Than two men touching pee holes at the tip It's called docking, space docking. Docking, space docking. When two men decide that they love one another, they put their dicks right next to each other. Then the tips of those dicks, they touch one another. Then one pulls his foreskin over the other. It's called docking. One must be cut and the other uncut. And then you have a match. Then the two dicks come together like a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> then they form an airtight vacuum seal and the space dock is intact. Then they nod their heads and they sit in silence while making eye contact. It's the most formal handshake that two men can have. The closest to becoming brothers without sharing a dad. <laughs> docking, space docking. Docking, space docking. Cause when two men decide to be on the same team It's not enough just to cross their streams So they link together their hopes and dreams By kissing their dicks at the part where they pee It's called docking Some will try to tell you That docking is wrong They'll say that Jesus wouldn't have liked it And that I probably shouldn't write this song But if docking's not in the Bible Then you know that it should be Cause the day we all start docking one another Is the day that we'll have peace 
Docking, thank the Lord for docking. Docking, we should all be docking. Cause it's a beautiful thing between two men. Their souls collide and their spirits transcend And forever after they are more than friends Cause when dick tips touch, humanity wins It's called docking Thank you guys so much If, if you like that song, it's gonna be on my upcoming children's album You can catch it on iTunes Thank you, my name is Ben Quick Have a great show Also Pam, now you see why I wanted to do that yesterday In front of Jesus Christ Ben Quick, keep it going for her. That was... Never seen anything that funny and romantic at the same time. That was beautiful. That was goddamn lovely. All right, your final comic coming to the stage. You may have seen him on Fox. If you did, you were very sneaky because it got canceled the day after it was released. <laughs> but he is lovely, and I'm excited to see him. Please give it up for Micah McPherson. Thank you. Keep it going for Clay Newman, everybody. Keep it going for everybody in this whole festival. And the last comic of Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Finally, Pam's going to hopefully have a nice minute of relax, right, Pam? Are you going to relax? Pam, thank you so much for everything. I've had a blast, you guys. She's amazing. You know, you should keep that energy going for all the sweet beards we've seen tonight, you guys. Some of you even performing, they have a sweet-ass beard. I have to grow my hair out this long is because I can't grow a beard. Because guys, their beards look cool, right? They're all smart, too. They say smart things like, oh, you're perceiving reality with five senses, but tonight you have a sixth sense, sense of humor. Boo, ha, ha. I look like an idiot. I feel like an idiot, too, because every time I try to eat, I have to put my hair up to eat so I don't eat my hair. Now people think I work at 7-Eleven, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I'm trying to stop writing jokes about my hair, but they're stuck in my head. <laughs> Boo, ah, ah. One more time for not being on Netflix, everybody. I can't believe this, this many people off of Netflix right now. Read an article, people are watching Netflix more than they're hanging out with their actual friends. It's because I got friends on Netflix. <laughs> Boo! Ha! All ten seasons. No, they. It's a... <laughs> yes, I'm an actor. Thank you very much. Live in Los Angeles, doing that nightmare. Uh, Got to go on auditions. You guys, you know, job interviews, same thing almost. They ask you annoying questions. I think the most annoying question someone ever asked me was, uh, "Do you have any hidden talents?" Yeah. I know how to make paint dry faster. <sighs> okay, most of you don't like dry humor. <laughs> I just got a Jesus audition. 
I didn't get it though, but I forgave them. Ha! It's going way better than I dreamt of. All right. I'm getting sued right now, you guys. I'm in a lawsuit because I tried to sell tiny pennies. Called them bitcoins. Ha! Internet jokes, I know you're right. I just got voted intellectual's least favorite comedian on the internet. Thank you, 4chan. <laughs> They're like, what's your stand-up comedy like? I was honest. I said my lovemaking. I got tiny bits. <laughs> Bill, ha, ha. <laughs> glad, glad you're, glad I'm making the machine laugh. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> That's, I had some friends in San Francisco. They, uh, they're from, they're from Los Angeles. Uh, they're here too. You should give it up for them. They're, they said they're going to, said they're going to be here, but you can't spell flake without LA. I love San Francisco up here. It's pretty spiritual, pretty spiritual place. Um, I'm a big sports fan. I don't know if you heard, but. You hear athletes are meditating now? Yeah, they're trying to work on their hand third eye coordination. <laughs> Bell, ha, um. I try to be spiritual. I try to get my friends into the spiritual agenda. I got this new rule if they want to ride in the front seat of my car. Now they got to call chakra. <laughs> my friends are like, that's stupid, bro. I don't know what that means. I'm like, well... That's the new rule. I need everybody's behavior to be on a scale of one to zen. <laughs> People always ask me all the time, they're like, hey, if you're going to cut your hair, are you going to donate it? I'm like, yeah, paintbrushes, <laughs> boo, ha, art. Because <laughs> you can do it, put your craft into it. <laughs> I can do it, put my craft into it. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Continuous laughing. This is. I'm having a lot of fun up here. Like on this stage, not just in the area. <laughs> I've been sleeping on the couch for the last three nights. 32 years old. Comics couches. That's. It's not funny. It's just my lower back hurts. Can't sit in these chairs. Earlier, I was like leaning over to stretch, but then it looked like I was squeezing a fart on an audience member. And but it, that wasn't real. My friend sleeping on his couch. I ran into a friend the other day three times in one day. He was like, Mikey, I see you everywhere. How are you at it all? Well, Adderall. Boha! That's why I can't do cocaine. <laughs> I tell people in Los Angeles, if you have drugs, you should sell them because that's the best way to make money and recognition in Mollywood, where they do the dirtiest drugs in... <laughs> Been working at the same restaurant for the last 11 years. It's tiny one, tiny little laugh. That's how I feel. 
My friend's like, why? Because they don't drug test. <laughs> I got to put my hair up, you know, and girls try to give me compliments They're like, ooh, I like your man bun. And I'm like, no, this is my work bun. This is my man bun. <laughs> Boo. Ah, ah. And of course, that was the first sexual harassment claim I had to sign. <laughs> Can't even say man bun. I like it when young people come in and they're always like, what's, what's, is this good? I'm like, yeah, that's dank. And they'll giggle. I'm like, why? Food's dank. So's kush. <laughs> Smoke me out. <laughs> I got a coworker. Coworkers are fun. Her name is Joy. And I joke with her. I'm like, since your name is Joy, you can never be depressed, right? <laughs> she took her life last week. Talk about a killjoy. <laughs> Don't worry, these are jokes. Joy does approve of that joke. That joke makes Joy happy. Okay, that's... I know, I, have, I, I get defensive on that one. I don't know why, because uh, I guess suicide is... I'm not going to... I'll leave that for the professionals. Talk about those subjects. I don't like to get political, but, you know, I love San Francisco for its uh, talking, I guess. <laughs> but I think America, they got to change. You know, I think uh, I'll start small. I think they got to stop putting drinking fountains in, next to bathrooms. I think that's just creating more potty mouths. <laughs> it's making Pam the Booker laugh, so... That's all that. See, they're laughing. That's that's good. That's fun. It's fun coming to these festivals and watching comics from all over town, you know, seeing different voices and seeing it actually, you know, connect in different cities compared to being all obsessed about their own scene, like where I'm from, city of lost and jealous. It's <laughs> getting a little too real. I did that on purpose, okay? All right, getting caught in the mic stand is most definitely what I do, but I love doing comedy on the road because a lot of girls think I'm the guy from Workaholics. <laughs> that helps when you don't make enough money on the gigs and you need a place to stay, so. So one night this girl asked me to come back and things got pretty serious, and then they got romantic, and then after two hours of dry humping, she told me she was a virgin. I don't know what to say. I was like, well, every time a virgin does a put out, an angel loses a boner. It's because she was a Christian girl. And I was like, what am I doing to attract Christian girls? <laughs> I got a sticker that says, Mike McCurran's not funny. For those who didn't laugh, you can have one. Don't ever give up your nightmares. One more time for Clay. McKiernan, keep it going for him. That was goddamn lovely. I'm sorry my ancestors murdered you. Um, what could you do? Um, you guys, this has been a goddamn delight. This is, unfortunately, 
the end of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival year three. Here's the thing. The show exists in part because of how fucking rad San Francisco is. It exists in part because of how fucking cool you comics are for coming out to take part of this festival. But it exists in a large part because of the work of Pam Benjamin and Mutiny Radio in January. It deserves, at the bare minimum, that. Honest to God, Pam, you're, you are brilliant. Thank you for having us out here. Uh, there is there is a water jug in that corner. It has small change and tiny bills. If you feel like contributing to that, go for it. I know most of you traveled to get here. I know some of you paid 10 bucks to get to the show. Come back, all right? Tell your friends. Do what you can. This is a great fucking place. It's a privilege for me to be here and do this festival, and I'm very happy to do so, and I hope we can do it next year. So thank you so much for taking part of it, and hopefully see you again soon. All right, thank you so much. We're going do it. Part of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Never ever cut for thought. Cause I know she on the block. Bitch, nah, leave a cup of top. Never wipe a bitch, and I know she doing dicks and shoddy gag that. What you really wanna know? No, she a thot, and I never cup a bitch. I never cup her on the block. Always acting all for my money, tryna get all my hundreds and fifties. Get my twenties, what you really wanna see? I know I got my money, and I always get bands on me. I know she loves me. I know she I always wanna hit the mall. She know I'm cashing. I ain't never liking these niggas. They know I'm packing, and I got all my money. I ain't, I ain't never capping. What you really wanna know? I ain't never lacking. Never lacking. I got my money, get my bands, and I got my fifties. I got my hundred now, and I cop the billies. What you know? What you mean? You won't even. And I can't wipe a bitch, never cup a thought And I know you wanna block, tryna give all the top And you say you get guap, get yeah, all these smiths You just smoking rock, and I know that you living And you staying on the block, I can't even cut your ass I can't even wipe a thought, I don't need a cup no bitches But you fucking on the block, and you said that you get All this cold in with you, and I be like where it's at Then I be with you, I don't even cup a thought Never wife a bitch, and I know she doing dicks and shawty got that. What you really wanna know? But no, she a thot, and I never cuff a bitch. I never cuff her on the block. Always asking all for my money, tryna get all my hundreds and fifties. Get my twenties, what you really wanna see? I know Let's I got my money, dirty. and I always get bands on me. Let's I know Get dirty. Extra, 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 extra. I wish it. Dog, never regular, regular. Cut off, bitch. You cut off, no, you are off, bitch. I'm in with the off. 
saying nothing, I know you are off And you running on the block, you might get yourself shot Rockin' with my niggas, I know that we some savages Posted on the end of the snow, niggas crackin', you ain't winning. Ain't posted with my Uzi, make it spit in the field Leave all the niggas close, claim you are opposition Yeah, you on the block, rollin' up with the Glock I know you got a mob stick, drinkin' on the lean I pop a pill with ecstasy, drinkin' on the activist You know I drink when you fuck with food gang All these niggas out, rollin' all through the crib These niggas, they gon' get shot, tryna dodge, tryna dodge These niggas, I know they dodge And it's on, on the end of a 15 Christian And all these opposition niggas, I know they on Twitter They beefin' all the shit, these niggas, they pull the trigger Got the AK and they got a Uzi Finna spray your shit, I know I got my tools Got, got my niggas, got them in the back And they comin' in the gap, they send me Welcome to the Dirty Show. It's going to get blue. We're going to talk about poop, pee, all those fun things. I might swear a little bit. I actually, I don't have, like, dirty material, like, necessarily. Like, I swear, but I don't, like, think, you know, in that turn. So let me try something I, I've been working on. Um, uh, um, what's the deal with cum? It's not coming. It's going. What if I did the rest of my set in this voice? <laughs> Wouldn't work out, all right. Oh man, um, speaking of dicks, uh, a lot of guys um, tend to overcompensate uh, for uh, uh, you know personality flaws or whatever with uh, physical attributes like, like, like their wieners. And um, uh, let's just say this, ladies. My dick's nothing to laugh at. No, seriously, please stop. <laughs> I am a fragile person, and I have flaws. Stop laughing. Um, yeah, I, uh, I I do you know overcompensate sometimes because I, I grew up really skinny kid. I was beat up a lot and all that, and uh, you know. All right, ballpark it. You you see how skinny I am? Uh, how far do you think I can throw a squirrel? <laughs> all right, now whatever distance is in your head right now, double it. All right. Now, if we're talking non-sanctioned squirrel tossing, I get that industrial stapler out, get those legs to the bellies, you know? And I, I know you're thinking, I could th toss a squirrel. P 
pretty goddamn far. And you're going to Al Bundy, aren't you? You're going to you're going to four uh, touchdowns one game, right? No, dummies. You got to go the old softball route. You got like the real ones, those bad bitches in college, just like one and you get it's all in the release. You got to get the nice spurn and uh, I'm saying like 70 yards is what I'm saying. I'm I'm pretty impressive. I got skills. Like, uh, like talking about my dad's mustache. My dad's mustache. We got some bad news recently. My dad's mustache is lactose intolerant. It, it t he hit it, took it pretty hard, but uh, considering the fact that it's also uh, intolerant of Jews, gays, and uh, his son's dreams of making it in comedy, the, uh, the lactose part's not so bad, you know? All things considered, you know? Uh, my dad's mustache can go from zero to 60 in 70, 720 weeks, months. Fuck math. Damn it. Public school. Sorry. Uh, how are we doing, guys? You guys ready for the show tonight? This is going to be fun, man. I'm really excited. we got comics from all over the country. I'm going to do a couple more jokes, get them up here. It's, I'm really looking forward to it, man. we got a lot of really good talent here. Give it up for Pam for putting this all together, keeping a damn place together like this. It's been two years to the day since I moved from this wonderful city back to my hometown in Albany, and I'm so happy to be here. And it's really bright in here now. Why? What? It used to be dirty, and you wouldn't see the ugly... Co Anyways, oh, man. Um, I... Uh, I was recently uh, dumped. Uh, this isn't just a weak premise. It, it actually happened, and it's one of the first times it's ever happened to me. And uh, I, I didn't take it very well. Um, I drank a lot, because I drank a lot. Um, and my buddies, you know, I, I hang out with some bros, and they're like, man, you got to get back out there. You got to rebound, you know? You got to get some new pussy, bro. It's going to you'll be fine, man. Like, I... <laughs> Unless girls are into crying, I don't think that's going to work out. We have a nice date. We get back to her house. She starts taking her shirt off. She's like, oh, and my ex-girlfriend had boobies, too. Oh, and they're both lopsided. Oh, I don't handle rejection well. Thank God I got on this festival. I, uh, I grew up in a sleepy little suburb outside of Albany, New York. Uh, it was a nice little town. No... Uh, you know, nothing really going on, not a lot of crime. Um, it's a nice house, though. It's a nice little ranch-style house, what my parents could afford. Um, and outside uh, my house, there's a sign on the street that said, uh, Slow Children Playing. And um, the thing is, they didn't install it until after we moved in. <laughs> and it took me 25 years to be offended. <laughs> Kudos, DPW. DPW? No. All right. <laughs> All right, we uh, I'll leave you here with this one. Uh, I've been trying to get back in the dating pool after being recently broken up with. Swipe, swiping right, if you will. Um, and uh, I just a lot of my Tinder dates have just kind of reminded me of my birth parents. You know, they just gave up on me as soon as they met me. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos, Tinder. <laughs> All right. You guys ready to start the show? Yeah. yeah, we got a nice full house here. Here at Mutiny Comedy Radio Festival. God damn, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be dirty. So please, earmuffs, if you're sensitive. Our first comic coming to the stage is not here yet, but she will be, and she will get bumped into the rest of the thing. My man, are you ready? Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? A 
Zomag, all the way from Sonoma County. You can see my purple onion and the punchline. And right now in front of you, it's Thank you so much. Please give it up for your host. Give it up for Pam as well for putting this amazing festival together. Um, I have a confession, people. I'm not really a comedian. I know. You're like, what the fuck is he doing then? I am actually a storyteller. And I have dreamt of doing blue comedy show my whole fucking life. So strap your fucking seatbelts in. Shit's about to get nasty, bitches. You're about to go on for a ride. So I, um, I am also um, a school teacher by day and a homosexual by night. I am. I am. Pam loves that shit. <laughs> She's wearing a fucking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sweater. Of course she loves that shit. So by day, molding young minds. By night, on the hunt for Red October. It's a big black sub full of semen people. Preferably driven by Denzel Washington. Even if Gene Hackman has to watch. You movie buffs are dying in the back. The breeders in this back row are really uncomfortable. I apologize. I'll pander to you boys for a while. Um, so um, this is an intimate setting, and I feel like we could really go there and get nasty right away. So I'm um, no holds bars. This is like two live crew in the late 80s. It's about to get as nasty as you want to be, bitches. Uh huh. So in the sixth grade, um, I was big on watching Eddie Murphy Raw and Delirious and Andrew Dice Clay. And um, I would stand on a rock in the yard and I would recite all these jokes I heard all night laid up, um, laid up at night watching these shows um, while my parents thought we were asleep. And um, my speech pathologist at the time at the elementary I went to, she had just suffered her second stroke. She was an amazing woman named Ms. Patton. And um, the irony that this woman, who now talked out the side of her mouth, was coming to teach my friend Compang how to speak out the front of his mouth was not lost on this fat 12-year-old. <laughs> So, um, and my friends were making fun of her a lot. My grandmother had worked at this school, and my mom was like, you have to, Eddie, you have to do something about this. They won't stop making fun of Mrs. Patton. So I was like, fuck, okay, what the fuck do I do? And the shitty part is this is a true story, and I'm not a monster. I grew up, and I matured everybody. But I got all my friends uh, gathered up, and I stood on that rock, and I said, you know what? Miss Patton never had a stroke. She suffers from cocksucker's cramp. I wish this weren't a true story, but it is. She's not coming to teach Compang how to speak English. She's coming to suck his dick. And when, when she would come into the classroom, I'd lift my desk up so the teacher couldn't see me. And I would look at my friends really quick and go, they would lose their shit. I'd set the desk down like nothing happened. And then I said, and when she's done, she smokes her cigarettes like this. <laughs> if you think that's funny, you're an asshole too. <laughs> so um, I was getting fucked the other day. Um, I'm just starting to see a new man, and um, he's in the audience. So this was back in November, just in case, as I'm telling the story, he's doing the math. Um, but back in November, I was hooking up with a friend, and um, I'm kind of a big guy. I'm about 5'10", 285 on a good day. And uh, I'm corn-fed, built like a white Samoan. And um, 
Oh yeah. And um, I'm not ashamed to say I do live with my mother. And you judgy bastards, um, it's for a good reason. I help my mom out. And um, when we're done fucking, he's in the bathroom in the Jack and Jill bathroom that's connecting the two bedrooms. And um, he's cleaning his dick in the sink. And I can say that because this is blue comedy and I love this. And and I'm in a fat, sweaty fucking mess, curled up in the fetal position, covered in his load, I won't lie. <laughs> I look like a 285-pound glazed donut hole. <laughs> and in the distance, I hear the call of my mother, which is what every gay man wants to hear at that point. And she goes, Eddie, which is what she calls me. And, and my friend cleaning his dick in the sink like this, pauses and freezes like she can see him or something. And I go, yes? And she goes, um, did you feel that earthquake? <laughs> so I had smoked a little weed beforehand, which I always get really self-conscious about. I didn't tell my friend this. So I'm, I'm shaking for like what felt like 30 minutes, which couldn't have been more than like 28 or 29. I'm shaking, laughing my ass off. He's looking at me like I'm stupid or this is crazy. And you want to know why? because he's heartless and has no fucking soul. This is the funniest shit ever. So <laughs> when I'm looking like I'm turning into a fucking werewolf, I'm like, <laughs> and, and I go, yes, I did feel it. <laughs> and so I get up and go to the door and I go, mom, are you okay? What is it? And she goes, Eddie, I just kept praying for it to stop. <laughs> And it just kept getting harder and harder. <laughs> I've never seen my mother pray a day in her life. She's not religious. Do you know how fucking scared you have to be to pray to God when you're not religious? This bitch thought she was going to die. Because I'm so fat. Physicists at Stanford and Cal are debating. Is it because of the sheer force of the top that was pounding me? Or is it the centrifugal force of my fat ass shaking? Like if we had just let the momentum continue and I just let meet max speed, I'm sure I could have fucking traveled back to the future. I call that theory bareback to the future. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> the best part is <laughs> I was so high that I go in to make like a three-layer quesadilla, of course, because I'm stoned, and my mom gets out of the bedroom, and my friend had left, and she looks at me and she goes, Ansel, I've just really been thinking. We really need an emergency preparedness kit. Like, what if the big one hits again? <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just fat. I know, that's cute. It's not even funny, it's just, I'm fat. Um, <laughs> so I, um, I used to teach in Napa. And um, the fact that I'm gay doesn't come up a lot, obviously. But it did, or at least I thought it did, when one of my sixth graders raised their hand. And um, I called on him and I said, Aiden, what is it, bud? And he said, Mr. Mack, what team are you on? That's where I went. Good people, I went to a dark place for a moment. 
<laughs> Napa's a little conservative. I'm thinking in my head, what Jesus freak fucking parent set this little motherfucker up for this shit? <laughs> what fucking team am I on? Fuck you, you judgmental little bitch. <laughs> I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to lock the front and back door. I'm going to start fucking donkey punching one of these little motherfuckers at a time. I'm going to fucking hop. <laughs> Thank you for the snort. I'm going <laughs> to hop in my scion, take two Spanish-speaking mijos with me. I'll be halfway to Mexico before anyone knows. One to translate, one for collateral. And then it dawned on me, he was talking about what school I went to. Each grade is broken up into two teams and they're named after colleges. So I'm like, oh, Aiden, what team do you think I'm on? And he's like, you're a bear. <laughs> Back row, amongst my people, you breeders, amongst my people, I am a bear. Corn fed, thick. Don't really have a neck, kind of hairy. So I'm laughing so hard, all 37 sixth graders think they guessed it. So they start jumping out of their seats. He's a bear, he's a bear, we guessed it. Mr. Max, a bear. I'm dying, so I go, you know what? I am a bear. And you know what? We're all bears. And you know what we should do? One weekend out of every summer, we should go up to the river the Russian River area, actually. <laughs> With just other bears. And matter of fact, only bears. Lounge around the river. Not do anything. We can be as lazy as we want to be. Just lazy bears lounging around the river. The other, the other sixth grade team, the Oregon Beavers. <laughs> so I said, and absolutely no beavers allowed. <laughs> they are wet. They're smelly, and they steal all our wood. I have 37 sixth graders marching. No, beavers allowed. No, beavers allowed. I'm thinking in my head, this is so fucking funny. I'm going to lose my job, though. One of these little shits is going to have a gay uncle or an uncle's roommate at the party, and they're going to know. And I'm a good teacher, too. We cross curriculum. I, we spent the last 15 minutes taking measurements of each other for assless chaps and vests. <laughs> <laughs> that got a good chortle in the back. Thank you so much. My name is Etzel Mack. Have a good night. Slop on my knob, like corn on the cob. Check in with me and do your job. One more time for Etzel Mack, everybody. A wonderful, wonderful set. Holy shit. You guys ready for your next comic? I know it sounds rhetorical because I can hear you, but I can hear you. Are you guys ready for your next comic? That's right. Get the energy up for Brian Pum from Boston. Let's run a train. Squeeze on my nuts. Lick on my butt. Where the fuck do we even go from there? I don't even know. Well, I don't know if I could be dirty than that unless I jacked off on stage. I don't even know if that's. <laughs> I just told you, that was fucking hilarious. I'm just like, oh man, this is gonna be fun. You guys, this is a uh, this is an intimate setting. This feels like an AA meeting in a in a recording studio <laughs> studio where we're all sex addicts. It feels like I don't know. This should be fun. I don't. I don't know. Let's get a texting right up front. That's always good. 
You made it one comic in. That's where your attention span is. You're like, yeah, I've seen one. I get what this is going to be. I understand. <laughs> you did. It's fucking hilarious. In the room, there's eight of us, and you're like, I can get away. I can get away with a tweet. I can do it. <laughs> Your fucking face is lighting up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You seem like a nice guy, but your arms are crossed and you were texting. That's like comedy over two. I don't know. <laughs> but then you you have like a but then you have like a nice face, so you're just fucking with my fucking mental state right now. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> then your wife's got an open bottle of a giant bottle of booze. You guys are fucking partying right now. <laughs> but, but oh, is is that water? Fuck me. All right, there we go. <laughs> It looked like champagne or something. That would have helped out the joke better. Instead, <laughs> you're just being healthy. That doesn't help anyone. <laughs> Shit. All right, jokes. We should probably do those. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just feel like the problem with humans is just technology is getting too out of hand. Like, it just went up too quickly. We went from here. We went from here. And we just couldn't handle it. Like, there's no way that any guy in here should have a camera on his phone. There should have been a meeting. There should have been something that happened before. They should have taken all the dudes in a room being like, hey, Chris, what's the first thing you're going to do with the camera on your phone? And then he would have been like, well, actually, it's funny that you mentioned that. I'm actually going to take a picture of my dick and send it to everyone. <laughs> and that's cool. And they're like, even like, now everyone on my phone is getting a picture of my dick. Like, there should have been, Jesus Christ, guys, it's ringing, you're texting, Jesus fucking Christ, figure it out. You guys all the other, you fucking turn it off, man. Jesus. <laughs> What the? That's a, oh, oh, good. It's such a. It's, oh no, I see what you. All right, relax. Just shut the fuck up. All right, I have ten minutes up here. I'm ruining it by fucking you guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's ringtone sucks too. What the fuck is that? <laughs> Sounds like birds fucking. I don't even know. <laughs> Sounds like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What ringtone do you want? I don't know. I want to make it look like hummingbirds are having anal right now. That's what I want to... <laughs> when do you want it to go off? Right in the middle of the show. I'm going to do it right in the middle. Well, at least have it go off like a few comics in. Nope. Two comics in. Phones are going to go off. Like one phone? No. Everyone's phone is going off. All right. So we're talking about dick pics, I think. <laughs> but this is like, I just, there should have been something that happened. There should have been a meeting. Uh, this is when I knew technology was getting out of control. It's a little bit of an awry example I want to share with you. I read somewhere you can make a mold of your own junk and turn it into a sex toy. I think that's odd. It's like, oh, great. Now I could disappoint women without even being in the room. That's fantastic. <laughs> Can't wait to do that. That's going to be great for the old self-esteem. Because listen, I've never bought a sex toy as a chick. I've never been there. But I imagine no one walks in the store and is like, you know what? When I want the five foot seven average Jew dick, I want that. That's, re that's really going to be awesome for both of us. The only dildo that makes you both cry. That's pretty. <laughs> You're going to take the black one every time. And that's really what this is all about is positive racism. That's really what it's all about. I'm trying to bring the country together one black dildo at a time. I think that's... <laughs> That's the most ridiculous statement I've ever said in my life. <laughs> Bringing the country better by black dildos? What the fuck am I saying? I just traveled, traveled 3,000 miles to say this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> this is being interrupted by the fucking guy with the worst letter jacket ever. That's going to be... <laughs> but he's nice, so I don't know. I don't even... I feel bad for making fun of you because you seem like such a good guy. I feel like you read to your kids and shit. Like, this is fucking... <laughs> You like read encyclopedias in your free time? You, I can't get a read on. I feel like you're a banker or something. I don't know what's going on. I feel like you just fuck poor people over all day. 
And you literally enjoy it. <laughs> literally, like, what happened? I stole a million dollars, and then you, you and your wife high five. <laughs> you guys are different, is what I'm saying. The point is, you both fucked me, is what you're saying. <laughs> Not in a good way. Not in a good way. But, all right, this is what I really want to talk to you about. Is uh, I've officially given up strip clubs, and... Uh, that's been my big adult move this year. That's like the most mature thing I've done in four years. And then I did blow on a Monday, so it kind of ruined it. Um, you ever do a bad drug on like a certain day of the week and you just get sad? Like if you do blow on a Friday, it's like, well, you worked all week. You earned it. But Monday, off your own glasses, that's fucking sad. <laughs> that's just fucking the saddest shit I've ever done. And by the way, if there's anyone you want to keep an eye on, it's strangers you're doing cocaine with. Like, I'm just doing it. I'm just losing my sight in front of strangers and just, yeah, that's solid. That pretty much ruins the whole self-rehab I was doing. <laughs> anyway, so it's, I've given up strip clubs. It's been great. And here's why I've given up strip clubs. There's a store behind it. Uh, first of all, I, before I walked into the strip club, I had a stuffed nose. That's not a relevant story. That's not a relevant part of the story right now. But I, I wasn't feeling well. And my buddy wanted to buy me a lap dance, which is a good gesture. Until you don't get a chance to look at the girl who's going to give you the lap dance. Then it turns into this giant fucked up game of mystery. And then it just ends bad. And uh, so all of a sudden I see this wildebeest walking out of the shadows. It's going to get way worse, guys. I know you guys are like not big into shaming out here or whatever, but... She was a fucking fat chick. I'm sorry. What the fuck? Can we not make fun of fat people? Food is the easiest thing to do right. I don't know what the fuck. Just fucking eat less. All right. I don't want to hear it. Just fucking. We're going to make fun of fat people. That's what the nine o'clock show is all about. I thought that's. I didn't think we were telling dick jokes. I preferred nine minutes of fat jokes. I'm just fucking with you guys. But I'm still going to finish the story because she was huge. That's what I'm. So this giant wildebeest of a human is walking toward me. Or it's more of a waddle, let's be honest. And um, she's waddling toward me, and it's horrific. And I don't. And I'm trying to make up excuses on why she's not the stripper. Like in my head, it doesn't make sense. But I'm like, did someone order food? Maybe she works in the kitchen. I don't know. I don't really. And then and she keeps inching closer to me. I'm like, maybe she'll just take a hard left for no reason. I don't know. And then she sits on me, and I can't feel my legs, which is immediately a bad problem. And then in the weirdest stripper move ever, she takes out one boob, which is immediately horrific. Because you either should get no boobs or you should get both boobs, so one boob is going to be a problem. And her boob, what I can only describe, look like a trash bag full of things. <laughs> like... Like if you were to take if you were to take a giant salami and stick it on a bag in front of a trash bag, that's what it looked like. And and it's not a racist and she was white. I just couldn't find it. It can be a white trash bag, right? We can be adults about this. I wouldn't make fun of a black fat chick. That's just wrong. I'm not a monster, guys. What the fuck? <laughs> So she takes out one boob, and uh, I'm like, what's she going to do with this one boob? I've never even seen that before. I know, I've never, and she cocks back with this boob. I'm like, what's she doing? Why is she going back there? I don't know. Oh, she, why is she doing this? And she starts hitting me with her boob. Like, literally, I'm getting beaten to death by a boob right now. My glasses go flying off. It's, she's doing boxing moves. She's going this, this, uppercut, this, this, uppercut. And then she goes, to the, she, this is the best part. She takes her boob, and it has so much, like, elasticity. She puts it on top of my head. Like the fucking, like the three stooges, and I, my fucking, my uh, teeth bit my tongue and I started bleeding. And uh, so, this is the worst birthday ever, is what I'm telling you. And uh, so, then in the weirdest finale to a stripper move, she just sticks her boob in my mouth. I forgot to tell you guys, I don't know if I told you this, but I have a stuffed nose. And I, 
I can't fucking breathe right now. And this is a fucking, I'm like, is this the way it's gonna end? <laughs> Some glittery tit to the tonsil? This really the way I'm gonna go right now? This is, I don't want that obituary, that's fucking horrible. Brian dies via glittery boob, that's gonna be my, in Springfield, Massachusetts, that's where it's gonna end? That's garbage. I'm gonna tell you guys one last story before I go, and this one's actually, um, I'm actually not allowed to tell this in Massachusetts, so I have to tell this out of state. <laughs> So uh, this, it, it has a, it has a, it had it had a six-year limit uh, statute of limitations on it. So it feels it, I can't it's illegal. I don't know if I whatever. I can't tell you legally where it takes place, but it's not Six Flags New England, Nagawa, Massachusetts. It's an amusement park. Um, when I was 18, I was a little bit of a booze bag. I'm also in charge of their biggest roller coaster. And this is the entire story. So. Um, I decided, I decided, I decided to steal the Bugs Bunny costume and do a bunch of blows. Step one. <laughs> How every good story starts. You can't fucking not steal the Bugs Bunny costume and do a whole bunch of cocaine. And uh, so I'm, I'm like half an eight ball into the night. I've had like 20 beers. I'm having a good time. The ears are up. It's a fun, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a party right now. There's drugs on the Bugs Bunny costume. It's, it, Bugs is having a good time. And uh, so my shift was at 8 a.m. the next day. And uh, I don't want to be hung over for work because I'm a grown-up, so I just was like, I'll just drink all the way until work, like, a, like an adult. <laughs> and so I, sh I show up to work. Well, first of all, my friend tried to give me advice on how to get sober, though, just, just straight, straight up delusional. He just goes, hey, man, it's all good. Just take a mint. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not going to help at all. I don't know. I'm just going to get a better smelling DUI. You're not even making sense. So I show up to work. And uh, I'm all fucked up in the Bugs Bunny costume. The first thing the guy says is, dude, you're not even supposed to be Bugs. I don't even know what you're doing here. And I go, I'm here to check into the ride. And she goes, you can't have facial hair. I'm like, there's cocaine on the costume. And you're yelling about my beard? I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> and then he, 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 she hands me a woman's razor and tells me to shave in a porta potty with no mirror. Just to, just to set the scene for you guys, I am now shit-faced in a porta potty, dressed like Bugs Bunny, hammer drunk, on drugs, and trying to shave. <laughs> if you guys haven't been there, guys, it's fucking rock bottom. If you guys haven't been there, that's a, I gotta go to a meeting in a church basement. I don't know what's going on. This is not the way you should live your life, but it's too late. I gotta just just make my way through the day. So I show up to work. I show up to the ride, and I'm so fucked up. I don't even know if I'm strapping people in the seatbelts at this point. I'm like, I'm like, I think it clicked. I don't know. I hope you make it back, but I can't be responsible for this right now. <laughs> So I, I black out, I wake up in the CEO of Six Flags office, who no one gets to see. He's like in an ivory tower. And then he's wearing a cape, which I think is uncomfortable. Um, you own a Fortune 500 company. You shouldn't be dressed like me. I don't know what's going on. But I, I blacked out, so I didn't know why I was there. So in my mind, I just got promoted. That's where, I, that's where I came at it. I'm like, I get a raise, I get a team, I get stock options. Let's do this. He's like, Brian, you were shit-faced at work. You're not even supposed to be bugs. What's going on with you? I'm like, do I get, please tell me I get a team. And then they're like, you don't get any of that. You're, and then I see a group of cops behind me. Like, like way too many cops for the situation. And I'm just like, oh, they must be here to congratulate me on my promotion. <laughs> this is going to be awesome right now. And uh, they weren't at all. And uh, he, <laughs> that's not why they were here. And um, he just gets sick of my shit and he throws on a security camera, which he somehow has, just like on standby clicks it it's me passed out on the ride and it kept going and going and going and going like an unacceptable amount of times and uh i tell you that to tell you this um so two years ago actually this month three years ago i tried to go to the new jersey six flags and guys i'm proud to tell san francisco that i am banned from every single six flags 
across the entire country <laughs> on some fucked up no-fly list. You guys have been a lot of fun. That's my time. Thank you. Oh, yes. One more time for Brian Plum, everybody. All right, Green is not here yet, right? All right. Your next comic coming up to the stage, all the way from Tacoma, Washington, a host or co-host of the Boys Over Easy podcast. Check it out, LinkedIn, you know, iTunes and all that. Please give it up for Jess Everett, everybody. Jess Everett. I get hard after seeing you. How hard? Hard like a rock when you make that pussy pop. All right, uh, not a not a dirty guy. So I'm, I got some pee stories and some pooping stories <laughs> from my youth. A lot of pee and poop adventures. Uh, starting, I'll go chronologically through the life of Jess. Uh, so when I was young, like how I don't know how old people are when they're still pee in the bed. That age, we'll say, like four maybe. Is that right? Anyway, uh, I had there's a quilt I wanted real bad, and it, it had like trucks and helicopters and planes on it. And my mom told me that if I didn't wet the bed for like a week, uh, she'd buy me the the quilt comforter thing. And so I did I, all week long. I didn't pee the bed, and then I got got the comforter, and then I just pissed all over that damn comforter. Pissed. I made up for the whole week. Like I was saving it, saving it, saturated the thing. And I got to keep it, so. <laughs> and I used that pee stain comforter for another like eight years. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, and then the next time, uh, my brother was li- the much older brother. He was living with us, and I don't know what was going on in his life, but uh, too old for that. And he was in the shower peeing, or no, he was not peeing. He was in the shower showering. Uh, and so I didn't want to go in there. I had to pee. There we go. That's what, that's why those things are connected. Uh, I didn't want to go into the bathroom cause he was naked and I didn't, that was uncomfortable for me. I was just a young boy and him an adult man. Uh, and so I was in the living room alone for some reason, a lot of things going wrong in my life back then. But, um, there was, my mom had this big peace lily big giant peace lily for years and years much longer than i was alive this peace lily had been around and so uh i I peed in her peace lily and then it died like a week later (laughs) or like it was like starting to die my mom's like watering it and putting like miracle grow in there she's like i don't know what what happened to this thing it was so healthy and i did not tell her And then she died before I could, so, you know. <laughs> uh, come on. <laughs> it's fine. Still dead, too. Gone forever. Uh, <laughs> and then another time after that, uh, she had a boyfriend at the time. She was still alive then. Uh, had a boyfriend. Had a boyfriend, and he stayed the night, and he was he drew himself a bath, and he was like, does anybody need to go to the bathroom before I take a bath? I don't know what, why he was taking a bath in her home. Weird. But um, I said, I, I do. I raised my hand. I don't know why. Uh, I went to the bathroom, and I got to the toilet, and this was, like, I guess I was old enough to, like, reach over the toilet. And I, I get to the toilet, and I'm looking at it, 
but then I look over at the tub. <laughs> Not today, toilet. And I got... <laughs> I went over to the tub and did not, I didn't just stand outside, I got into the tub for some reason. I stepped into the tub and then just let her rip all over his bath water. And then I, I got out, I kind of just shook my feet off a bit, went back into the living room and I said, okay, I'm all done. And then he goes in the bathroom and I hear him kind of like yell for my mom. And then she goes in there and they're kind of whispering and then she says, Jess, you know. Upset with me. I was like, I don't know, rusty, rusty pipes or something. I couldn't, can't explain it to you. <laughs> I try, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know dirty stuff. Uh, and then another time I was in fifth grade and uh, the apartment I lived in had a balcony. We had it, we were on the second floor balcony and uh, we learned during the summer that we could climb up the post to the balcony and get up on the deck. And so we spent a summer doing that. And one time I was already on the deck and my friend was climbing up and I thought, oh, uh, and so I peed on his face. Peed. <laughs> <laughs> And he saw me like getting ready for it too. And I think he like didn't believe what I was going to do. And he's like, no. And I'm like, yes. Uh, and he was like pretty close to the top too. So there wasn't really much. He didn't want to like just jump down. Uh, so I'm peeing and he's like, he screamed, you know? Cause I, so he's like, nah. And I peed right in his mouth. Peed right in his dumb mouth and then he then, and then he fell and there was like couch cushions at the bottom of the post like in case he fell probably didn't plan on that happening though uh and so he he fell peed on and then launched just his little kid nuts right into the pool it was a whole whole thing that happened there and that's all my pee stories uh and then uh, as an adult I went camping once with some friends, and I brought a I brought a hacky sack for nostalgia's sake. Thought I'd bring a hacky sack. This was just a couple years ago. I used to play hacky sack when I was young, so I thought this will be fun. Uh, so my friend and I are kind of we're drinking in the woods, and we're we're doing you know we're hacking just two friends having fun uh, hacking. And I realized that if you try to play hacky sack and you are thirty, life will tell you don't. <laughs> By releasing all of the tension in your don't poop yet muscles. <laughs> so we're hacking, and then I got serious a bit. And I said, I'm pooping. <laughs> and my friend was like, well, just uh, like run to the outhouse really quick. And I took a step, and I said, I cannot. I can't. <laughs> This is happening. And we're like right in the camp, in our little campsite there. There's like a tent here, tent here, me pooping right right here. Uh, so he's like, well, just, I guess, go behind the tree or whatever. So I kind of scurried over to the tree, and I leaned up against there, and I'm pooping. And I'm like, I swear this has never happened to me. I don't... <laughs> I don't know what, what the deal is. Uh, and I turn around, and, you know, I thought he'd be, like, laughing or pointing or something. No, he's getting, he's fumbling around looking for wet wipes for me. Aww. Good friend. Good friend. And I say, well, just toss them here. You don't need to see any of this. So he tosses them, like, five feet in front of me. <laughs> so I had to, like, go over there and grab them. Then I had to carry my poop to the outhouse. <laughs> And it was not like a soft poop. It was like a solid poop I took right in my dang pants. <laughs> How am I doing on time here? I got time for that. Like 11 minutes, right? Yeah, you have 
perfect amount of time. Okay, and then this is my last story. Uh, I was being really nice to my girlfriend the other night uh, with my mouth. <laughs> and it was pretty early on in the endeavor, but it was kind of like it was heating up, you know, things are going just swimmingly. And uh, I, I looked up at her, and then she was already looking at me, and so we, we locked eyes. And I don't know if you've ever experienced You ever experienced that in the act of love making? You lock eyes with your partner? Oh, passionate, right? Hot stuff. Steamy stuff. Picante, you, they say. Down south is what they say. Um, so we're, we're locking eyes, and then she starts, she pulls out the big gun, she starts doing one of these numbers, you know? She's like, oh, oh, and like with the string and the, she's pretty good at it. I'm not very good at it. I'm not doing it really any, any justice here, but she's doing that now, and then she starts flapping this about, you know? She's doing this, you know, you, you like that? Uh, and I did like that. I did. Oh boy, I said, you know? <laughs> Gee whiz, this is neat. Uh, so I got to return the flavor. I got I go, you know, back down to business. Got to start taking things seriously. Uh, so the eye contact breaks, and then just moments later, I start to feel that very same finger, that very wet, slobbery finger, just kind of plunge, you know? Uh-oh. <laughs> About like, just like to the first knuckle, but still, oh, boy. Um... Takes a little plunge into my ear. Yeah. I was just as disappointed as you are. Could have gone a whole nother way. Would have been just fine. You know, I hint and I hint. Ever, ever just kind of like pop it out? It's okay, you know. Don't be shy. I know who I am. Some people tighten up when I bring up the butt stuff, but that's actually the opposite of what you want to do. You really want to, <laughs> you really want to loosen up the core, breathe, deep breaths. Uh, it's like, it takes some getting used to, you know. It's like coffee. You hate it when you're a kid, but boy, as an adult, <laughs> sometimes it's almost necessary. But not where she went. She went for the old ear. Gave me, gave me a wet willy. I, I stood right up. No, ma'am. <laughs> not today. Here I am down there doing the Lord's work. She's up top acting like a third grade bully. Give me <laughs> wet willy. What kind of shit is that? I think of funny stuff to do all the time during sex, but I'm a gentleman. You know? <laughs> You know how many times I've wanted to blow air into her butt like a balloon to see how <laughs> see how big I can get it, cap it off, and then just like scurry away? <laughs> but I don't, because I'm a nice guy. I don't do that. Anyway, I stood up, I left. <laughs> Went and made myself a sandwich. That's the end of that story. <laughs> Pull that shit on me. Delicious sandwich, though. Ate it all by myself. Never saw her again. Don't know. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. All right, bye, everybody. Holy shit. Yeah.
One more time for Jess Everett, everybody. God damn, what a weird guy. Is it just me, or does he look like Zach Wiseman without the drugs? Local reference only, but good job. <laughs> Stay away from that stuff, guys. You guys ready for your headliner? All the way from the big old New York City apple of our eye, Rebecca Rush, everybody. I definitely went too far, so sorry about it. Hi. <laughs> I got my uh, I got my IUD taken out a few months ago. Yeah, I just decided I wanted to be a more powerful witch. <laughs> I want to bleed on trees and shit. You know, and if you don't know what an IUD is, is a device they put in your uterus that stops you from writing abortion jokes. <laughs> As I said earlier, I make my living off performing now, mostly oral. Uh, <laughs> But I used to be a stay-at-home mom in South Beach right out of college. I married a man twice my age. That is the law there. <laughs> and I did not have a kid. But I raised a beautiful cocaine problem. <laughs> and they cost the same amount. <laughs> Except mine doesn't bother me anymore. Maybe like once a year. Uh, and my pussy's still tight. Thank you. It makes my job easier. <laughs> but when I pick my nose, it's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. I had a, I had a vaginal dryness problem when I was married. It was so bad that I went to the doctor and they were like, Rebecca, you have to get divorced. All right, so this is something that I have not talked about uh, that's been going on in my life for like a year and a half. And four months ago, I got a sugar daddy. Um, thank you. And that's just, which means I'm not a whore anymore. <laughs> which means I stopped escorting. And like the whole time I was escorting, it was like, I want to talk about it. But then like a voice would be like, we'll talk about it when it's over. You know what I mean? Like it's just, just had to like, no, not yet. Like it was like a prison sentence where I got to buy new clothes. And <laughs> I, uh, Oh, and it was just so great because, like, I hate my mom so much. And my dad, like, left her for his secretary because we're from Connecticut. And, and like, she would call my stepsister the baby whore. She was, like, two years old. And now I just get to be like, who's the whore now, mom? <laughs> Me. But um, I didn't get paid to have sex. I got paid to not call them after. <laughs> and I... Yeah, so now I just have one, so it's like, oh my god, I'm not even escort anymore. But it was so fucked up, I was like, comic, I was horrible waitress, just the worst waitress you can imagine. And then I started waitressing in Chelsea, which is Manhattan's gay neighborhood, and I couldn't, like, they didn't care about my boobs. And I was like, I need a new job, where they give a fuck about my titties. You know what I mean? And I was just so sick of being broke, and then I met... Like all these like sex work, I met this girl, and that's the thing about sex work is like you get mentored in, and my mentor was fucked up. Her name was Juniper. That's not her real name or her escort name. <laughs> I don't know what her real name is. Juniper always wore vintage lace slips. Uh, she had a bush of armpit hair that smelled like a rotten papaya, and under each, and she had an emotional support bunny. 
that was a real diva. So Bunny was bad at its job. And I met her doing a sex worker play and I was like, just so sick of being broke. Then I went out to Chicago with all these comics and it was just like, I'm, I'm just sick of this broke life. So I got home and I got on Craigslist and seeking arrangements and I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna work towards being good at whoring so I can get on the high end site and charge twice as much in a few months. And that was my plan and I did it. Thank you. Um, and it was a lot of fun, but I started getting like so validated. I was like, I don't even need to do comedy anymore. You know, fuck this shit. Like they were so nice to me. They're like, we love your writing. Cause I started a Tumblr cause it's 2018. And they're so much nicer to me than any guy I've had sex with for free. Cause like they're paying to have a good time. It's just like a comedy show. You know what I mean? They paid to have a really good time. And I remember I bought a Gucci purse and I felt fucked up about it, but then I was like, you know what, before 1980, nobody had a Gucci purse they hadn't sucked a dick for. <laughs> and then the clients, my first client, one of my first clients, and I was in New York, right? And I, I am Jewish, but I'm Jewish. And it was like fr Friday afternoon and they're freaking out that I'm late. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I get to this weird part of Brooklyn where there's no trains. And I, like, I walk in and this motherfucker is Hasidic. As a Hasidic Jew, it's like the, with the corkscrews and they can't, they didn't fuck me through a sheet, but like, but that's like that kind of Jew, like hardcore, like I'm afraid of you, you're going to fuck me over and rob me because you're my landlord Jew. And I did get robbed by my Hasidic landlord, so I could see that. And, uh, but not this one. Anyways, he was such, he came in three pumps, but he was such a Jew, he got two positions out of that. <laughs> He made me turn over, so one more pump and like, ooh, so now we go home to Levka, you know? <laughs> That's how fucked up that branch of Judaism is, is it's like it's fine to fuck a hooker that you met on Craigslist as long as you do it before 5 p.m. on Friday. <laughs> You're good. Um, I had a client that was like totally normal, except that he laughed hysterically when he came. That's when I quit comedy for a while. <laughs> like, this is the best gig ever. Uh, um... What else did I want to say on this topic? Oh yeah, poor Vernon. Also, I don't have to have sex technically, so sometimes I just leave <laughs> like a boss. That's amazing. I feel kind of bad for that guy in Park Slope, but whatever, he wanted it. He just wanted like emotion. You know, that's not the story I'll go into. Let me tell you about Vernon, because Vernon showed up to me having seen many, many women before me fucked up. He came in, he's like this tall, and he's like, 57 is the number to beat. And I'm like, what are we talking about? That's how many orgasms the last escort he saw told him that she gave him. Vernon is hung like an acorn. <laughs> Vernon has like a dappled long elephant trunk of a foreskin. Vernon has a dick that'll make your pussy swallow up the condom, like a bad Jay-Z song. And then you have to fish it out. <laughs> and then I have to do my job, which at the time was to be like, uh, 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 that's 80 Thor. You know, like just had to like keep going and Vernon would call me like once a month, he'd be like, I'm doing, he'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to be able to see you anymore because I'm going to have a girlfriend. And I'd be like, oh, Vernon, <laughs> I'll see you next month. <laughs> he'd be like, I'm running a marathon. And I'd be like, and I just had 95 orgasms. <laughs> but the last time, this is why I fired Vernon. Um, I was going down on him. And, and it's nice to have a sugar daddy because I had to lick so many frogs' balls. Um, but the thing about Vernon was I was licking his balls, and he farted in my face. 
I felt the warmth. Like it just, and then I raised my head as you do when a man has farted in your face while you were being so kind as to lick his balls because he paid you to. And, and I watched him take the same brain with which he's convinced I have 97 orgasms and be like, hey, could you get back down there? And I did, that was my job. Uh, that's the story of Vernon. <laughs> talk about it in New York because all these comments are like, oh, I'm so broke. And I'm like, oh, I'm so going to Costa Rica. <laughs> My, I'm going to take a fucking hula hooping class. Bye. Get away from me. Um, <laughs> I live in the West Village of Manhattan now, two blocks from the Comedy Cellar because why the fuck would you fuck for money if you weren't going to do that? And um, hi, guys. Oh. Did we do something bad? Are we not supposed to be here? Do they have to walk through here to get to their house? It's like a railroad apartment. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, so I live in the West Village of Manhattan, which is my way of telling you that this stage is the size of my apartment. And I have more mice. I know, when I first moved in, I also have an alcoholic mom, so I think I'm crazy, because she'd be like, that's not water in my, or that's not vodka in my cup, that's water. So now I'm like, ooh, the last lady spilled black rice everywhere. <laughs> That must be the problem. The worst part about having mice, not one of them made me a dress. And my dog doesn't give a fuck about them at all. It's hard after the escorting thing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but my poor dog, my dog, my apartment is so small, if my dog and I fart at the same time, we have to evacuate. <laughs> and my dog is the size of a baby, but he farts like a man. Have you ever farted so bad in the middle of the night that you wake yourself up like multiple times? Like it's like a bad one night stand. Like the first time you're like, oh, you're real. And the second time you're like, oh, you're still here. And then the third time you're like, oh, I'm going to sleep on the couch. Fuck this. But my dog is always there when I'm fucking and it's like not his fault. And when I was still escorting, if he like didn't like somebody, he'd pull all his toys out. So like whenever you got off the bed, it's like, <laughs> but a few weeks ago, I got the light, right? Oh, okay, cool. On demand. Um, <laughs> welcome to the tech industry. Uh, <laughs> my dog, a very nice gentleman was licking my butthole and my dog straight winked at me. <laughs> He was like, that is also something I enjoy. <laughs> Thank you very much, I'm Rebecca Rush. Oh my lord. One more time for Rebecca Rush, everybody. And one more time for yourselves for being here. One more time for Pam for hosting this goddamn thing again. I'm Tommy McGuire. Thank you so much. Please get home safe and have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your night. If she don't, that's an ass so quick, so fast. I love getting my head blown. I love getting my nuts rubbed. I love getting my dick lit. I love getting my nuts up. I love getting my pussy ain't. I love when niggas see me masturbate. I love it when you nut out in my face. I love it, baby, but I can't stand the taste. I watched a little bitch named Erica. Way back in the day, she had a Jerry curl. I made her suck my dick on the Ferris wheel. Been thinking all my life, big clever. Real. I said, come on, girl, you're not supposed to be. It's me and you, that's what I feel. I fantasy. Come on, come on, baby, what you get?
stacking one dose of the dick, she be doubling the back. See me, I've been known to shit on hoes. Oh yeah, it goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or... Don't worry, you won't have to listen to any of my jokes because this is a competition show. It's uh, hell in a handbasket. It's just like Chopped, except, well, there are a lot of food premises in there. But instead of cooking, they're going to cook up a hot, hot comedy set for you guys. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have four uh, contestants, and they each come up, and they get their first basket. Come on up, everybody. Out of Portland, Oregon, Ben Harkins. Ben Harkins can be seen on the Ben Harkins with Ben Harkins show. What a, just pick a basket. Your next comedian out of L.A. He's been seen on Kill Tony. Everybody put your hands together for Mikey McKernan. Mikey, is coming up. Grab your basket, Mikey. Your next comedian all the way from Austin, Texas. Clap your hands in a wild slappy-like motion for Ivan Garcia. Ivan Garcia. little basket of things they are gonna you're gonna do stuff and your last comedian hailing from Sacramento he's gonna bring the big heat everyone Jay walk yay he doesn't get an Easter basket cuz I ran out of baskets it's true and you guys are all gonna be voted you the audience are very important during the show because what's gonna happen is each of those comics has a basket and each of those baskets has four premises in it we're gonna start out they're gonna come up one by one and they are going to craft a set touching on these four things that are in their baskets I was supposed to let's see if I can remember it's a strange mutiny radio sticker it's a bizarre 32, what is the size, 48? Is it a 48? What kind of record is that? Uh, a 45, it's a 45, yeah. If I don't know how old you are, it's fine. There's a, a weed treat, you get to eat that uh, and keep that, that's in there too. Did I, there you go, there we go. And the last thing is, oh, your mom. <laughs> She's in the basket too. So basically what's going to happen, we're just going to do, it's going to be improv slash whatever the fuck they want to do. After they do their time, we're going to bring them all back up on stage. They put their hands up to the wall so they can't see anybody vote. Uh, And then we don't want, we don't want to, we don't want to be, you know, and then you vote for the person who's going to be chopped. Uh, And then the next round we'll come back and we have a new basket with five items in it. And then uh, you chop somebody. And at the end, there's two comedians. There's eight things in the basket. They're going to do eight minutes. Uh, Again, you get to keep everything in your basket if you want. Even your mom. That's going to be great. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll just start in the order that we were going. And you guys, your first comedian who's going to wow you with four minutes of improv with these weird fucking things. Put your hands together for Ben Harkin! Hey guys, how's it going? Okay, well that's pretty good. I uh, so uh, I, I guess I just pulled something out of here. Um, like I have an old Band-Aid, like in mine. Like has anyone ever just uh, given you an old Band-Aid and said you can keep it? Like that's 
That's really cool. Uh, man, this is real weird. It's kind of like you don't get to do any material. You just kind of have to be funny based off of a Band-Aid. It's kind of like, a, I don't know. Have you ever gone to like a magic show and like you were just like somebody pulled a rabbit out of a hat and you were just like, I don't want to see that. I want to see you do like just actual magic. That's, that's kind of how this feels. Man, Band-Aids, old Band-Aids. So where do you think this came from? It doesn't have any blood on it. Yeah, I'm glad there's no blood on it. There's a lot of uh, fuzz on it, and it's folded backwards. I know this isn't funny, but, you know, I'm trying. I'm just looking within the Band-Aid and trying to find some sort of truth here. And, like, this looks like a, it's a pretty high-quality Band-Aid. I don't know. It's uh, I'm going to put this down for a second. <laughs> Do I have to stick with the Band-Aid the whole time? Oh. oh, okay. That. Oh, okay. So it was not in the basket, but it was in the basket. Okay, so I'll just. Okay. Yeah, no. I'm just no. I'm allowed to keep that one. Okay, so I got. Uh, I second that emotion by Smokey Robinson, and the and the miracles. That's that's a really good song. And uh, You Must Be Love. Not as good. Not as good of a song. Christ. There we go. <laughs> and the other thing is a sticker. Am I just supposed to talk about the... Okay, well, here's a stick. That's a sticker. You can slap it up on a... You can ruin somebody's mirror with that. I don't know. Hmm. What about that Band-Aid? That was pretty funny, right? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. You ever, uh, like, cut your hand and uh, you just have to shove a bunch of shit on it just to <laughs> get it to stop bleeding? Like, never look look no further than the, the people at Band-Aid. Is, is that a brand or is that a... That's a brand. Bandage. One minute. Okay, well, this went pretty good, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think this was fantastic. Guys, uh, you know, this has been really cool. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> Everybody, Ben Harkins! He did not talk about the weed treat in his set. Uh, I hope that you eat it and you're just on it, and that's why you forgot. You're next. It's okay. You guys are going to vote, it's a, and you can vote on anything you want. It doesn't even, it makes no difference whatsoever. Your next comedian, as I said, all the way from L.A., coming up here. Put your hands together for Mikey McKernan! <laughs> One more time for Pam. This off. There we are. All right, here we go. Hell in a handbasket at Mutiny Radio. This is a record. This is music. I look like a guy that got kicked out of a band because they were sick and tired of teaching him how to play bass. I uh, 
People always come up to me all the time, you know, like, dude, what's your favorite metal band? And I don't listen to metal, so I get really insecure, so I just headbunt them. <laughs> all right, that one's good. This next one says your mom. Uh, how are we gonna joke about my mother up here right now, you guys? Um, let's see. I asked my dad, when, uh, when did you know that, you know, mom was the one? He said on the first date. I was like, that's corny. Then he said, because she farted. <laughs> that's real life. I'm not lying to you people. That's exactly what happens. I'm not going to joke about my mother because she's a saint. Mutiny Radio sticker. Woo. Do I get to keep this or is this? I love stickers. Stickers are great. I have my own sticker that says Mikey McCurran is not funny for those who don't laugh. People are like, why do you have a cigarette that says you're not funny when sometimes you're funny as hell? The truth? I'm not serious as heaven. <laughs> uh, uh. I didn't think that was, was going to make it to that. I have no idea. Why am I putting this out? Do you want a free sticker, sir? There you go. You guys are all, I'll hand out stickers afterwards. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the clock here. Wait, I got two minutes to hand out stickers, so. Driving the audience is legal. Fuck yes. I look like a guy that's. All right, that was terrible. Sorry if I break your stuff. I wasn't planning on putting this basket around me, but yes, I was. Um, I look like a guy that smokes all his friends' weed. They're like, yeah, Mikey, he's always OG, always out of ganja. Does anybody give weed to homeless people? It's kind of messed up. You're just making them more hungry later. That's why you give them an edible. Two birds, one stoned homeless guy. <laughs> yes, and I made it to the lights, so that technically means I... Um, thank you guys so much. Have fun. Mikey McKernan, easily besting his hell basket. Your next comedian hailing from Austin, Texas. You're going to love him. Lap up his energy, everyone. It's Ivan Garcia. Woo. Oh, man, people. Here we got here. What are we going to? Oh, okay. Um, you know, when I was a comedian, I do a lot of traveling. And with all this traveling, I got to stay in a lot of fucking hotels. I don't know if you guys like hotels. But the other day, I got a fucking $200 fine. Wow. Yeah. They said I was smoking weed in my hotel. I wasn't. Uh, what they don't tell you when you eat edibles is that your shit's going to smell like <laughs> weed. And I shouldn't have taken that last nice dump. I should have went to uh, been a good boy went to the Burger King next door. <laughs> Do I have any uh, children of divorcee parents in the house? Woo! Yeah. I totally respect you guys, man. I, I, I can't relate. My parents were happily married for 32 years until recently they invited me to a Chili's, which was a red flag right away, guys. You get invited to a Chili's, something bad happened. 
You can invite to an Applebee's. Somebody died. So they told me they were going to get divorced, man. They didn't even wait for the fucking waters to come. Rude. And I was like, damn. I don't know about you guys, but good examples are really good in life. And when I have kids, I don't want them having grandparents running around getting chlamydia at 68. <laughs> you feel me? So I had to get that relationship back together. So I invited him over to my house, gave him some spaghetti with ecstasy. <laughs> it got crazy, guys. I had some too, and I blacked out. There's consequences to our actions. Somebody has a new baby brother on their way. <laughs> I also might be the father, but... Now, these are the tough ones. <laughs> I have a record that says Hawaii by Gene Pitney. Um, I don't know. I'm really stumped on this one. I really, uh, came out of nowhere, man. Uh, stickers, 13 by 69, guys. That's probably the, that's the size of I want my bed.